You're listening to KAYT, 88.1 FM, Gina, Alexandria, 98.9 FM, Monroe, West Monroe, 92.5 FM, Shreveport, Greenwood, 100.1 FM, Lake Charles, and KQJO, 99.3 FM, St. Joseph, Louisiana, Natchez, Mississippi. Praise the Lord, everybody. This is the Restoring Faith broadcast, and I am Dr. Christopher Manuel, pastor of the Smyrna and Maranatha Seventh-day Adventist churches in Alexandria. We desire to present the gospel message of Jesus Christ to a dying world in these final moments of Earth's history. And now, today's broadcast. ...sense of justice or from sympathy for her helplessness, but to protect himself from her further inconvenience. He had no regard for the law and was wholly indifferent to suffering and oppression. So the woman's persistence to the judge was a thorn in his flesh. He didn't want to see her come around that often. The woman's persistence to him was like scratching a chalkboard. The woman's persistence to him was like tapping on a desk at a meeting. That can get underneath your skin, pacing back and forth, twiddling your fingers, and the judge says, you know what, this woman driving, she, you know, I, I can't handle this, I'm taking too, no, I, look, I'm stressed out, not because of the case, but because of this woman continually coming, getting on his what, last nerve. Here's the turn of the story, verse 6 and 7. Then the Lord said, oh, I like this part, brothers and sisters, because won't he do it? Yes, he will. Yes, he will. The Lord says, learn a lesson from the unjust judge. Verse 7 says, even he rendered a just decision in the end. An unjust judge had no regard for people, no regard for God, but he had sense enough to render a just decision. Now remember, some judges make a lot of money. If you were to Google, I'm not telling you to do it right now. If you were to Google, to find out what an experienced JP makes in the city of Alexandria, you will discover that they make some good money. But the hardest jobs in America are those of judges, lawyers, doctors, and pastors. If you were to Google that, you will see that we uh, pastors are in the top four. I was talking with a pastor at a meeting not too long ago. He went to the doctors, brothers and sisters, and this doesn't say that this, this doesn't spill on you, but it's talking about the very occupation, the very job of a pastor. Mm -hmm. He talked to his doctor, Sister Weaver, and the doctor asked him, asked him a couple of questions because he came back with a report and told him, he says, your vital organs are shutting down. Talking to a pastor. He's a fit pastor because him from Yah, him Jamaican. Nice slender, nice looking brother. And the doctor told him, what everybody? His vital organs are shutting down. And I was wondering, like this dude, he eat right, he, he a pastor, he taking care of his family. And I'm starting to scratch the hair that I didn't have on my head. I wonder, well, what's wrong with you? The doctor replied with some questions. Well, do you work out? Yes. Do you eat right? Yes. What type of job do you have? He says, 
to him, I'm a pastor. He said, oh, well, that's the answer. You're stressed out. Stressed out to the point, brothers and sisters, where his vital organs were beginning to shut down. And he had to take a leave of absence because the job was too much. I'm not saying that about me. I'm just saying that that's what happens with those top four that I just named you. We have to be careful how we treat this body, Seventh-day Adventists. We have to be careful what we put in this body, not just carefully looking at it as it goes in, like we normally do when we go to potluck. Amen. Oh, I'm so full. Why are you so full? You should have got that full. Now you're sick. Oh, yeah, but I had a good time. Yeah. What's your blood pressure look like? Don't take it right now. 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 What, what, how sweet are you? Don't take it right now. Don't take it right now. No, don't take it right now. Seriously, we have to take these things to heart if we continue to want to live and see our children graduate from high school, graduate from college, meet that special somebody. Amen? And be a part of that thing. Because when we look here, God is ready to render answers. Isn't he not? Yes, yes he is. Verse 6 and 7 go on to say, learn a lesson from the unjust judge. Even he rendered a just decision in the end. So don't you think God will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? In other words, won't he do it? Yes, yes he will. Brothers and sisters, this catchphrase of won't he do it, yes he will, in the spiritual sense doesn't mean what it's structured to mean in the English language. However, in the homiletical sense of preaching purposes, it is defined as a call and response echo. In essence, when a situation that you couldn't do anything about solicits for a time uh, to rejoice before it's over, you have to call out, won't he do it? While in the same breath you respond, yes he will. Well, let's look at this widow situation just for a few moments. Even though the judge was a man who didn't fear God and nor cared about people, the Bible says, verse 5, but this woman is driving me crazy, and I'm going to see that she gets justice because she's wearing me out. You see, if the judge, for selfish reasons, would eventually respond to the widow's request, how much more will God respond? to those who address their petitions to him. God doesn't wave you away from the judgment bar because of what you did two weeks ago that don't nobody else know. Oh, I'm, I'm about to preach to you right now. God doesn't wave you away because you didn't forgive the last person that you chose not to forgive. God doesn't wave you away or end your life or cut your breath off or stop circulating your blood because of what you thought, what you thought just 20 minutes ago. God is a merciful God because he has already planned for you and I to be in glory with him and your name is still written in blood and he has not chosen to erase it. Somebody ought to say glory, hallelujah. God still has us in mind. The enemy is there in the chatterbox of our minds to remind us that we're so unworthy. The last time we thought that thought we were outside the walls of safety. But God wants to remind you, won't he do it? 
Yes, he will. Why? Because he mandated it a long time ago, 2,000 years on a cross. And he has not changed his mind. And his will has not changed for you. And he's still thinking about you because you are the apple of his eye. And he has not changed his thought. The Bible records that he does not change, nor is he moved by the stuff that we do. Nothing we do causes an emergency with God. I'm trying to talk to somebody today. The Bible says that he ignored her for a while. That phrase there means that he did it repeatedly. Regardless of how many times she came by. Regardless of how many phone calls and voicemails that she left. Regardless of how many emails that she left personally to the judge. Regardless of how many times she found him outside of the chambers that she went to him with her petition. That is a place where you can say, won't he do it? Yes, he will. You might be pressing your way through something right now, and it's acting like that old judge. But God, the righteous judge, has already worked out your situation. Won't he do it? Yes, he will. This circumstance is bigger than you, and the Red Seas have not opened up yet, and no Jordan rivers to cross. Remember, God's delay is not a denial. Won't he do it? Yes, he will. Your episode of things seems not to be turning in your favor, and you got to give God just enough time, the righteous judge, just a little more time to make your situation come out right. Won't he do it? Yes, he will. You saw him do this before, beloved, and one thing that God does that we fail to understand he sets in operation those forces that will accomplish his will for, for us. And these forces may be in operation long before the results become apparent. Can I say it in, can I say it in our language? He says to us, wait on me. I haven't forgot about you. Just wait on me. You know, the last thing that this text teaches it teaches us how persistent will be rewarded, how persistence will be rewarded by the sovereign judge. Look at me in verse seven and eight. Even he rendered a just decision, this unjust judge. So don't you think God will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? Verse eight says, I tell you, he will grant justice to them speedily. Yeah. King James Version, LT, quickly. Then Jesus adds a contraction. I mean, excuse me, a conjunction. He says this. But when the Son of Man returns, how many will he find on the earth who have faith? You see, brothers and sisters, God rewards persistency by his children, not because of their weariness, but due to his faithfulness. I'm going to let that simmer like good butter. God rewards us not because of our weariness, but according to his faithfulness. Amen. As I close, the righteous judge says to try me now, prove me. Now here we said the Lord of hosts. That word prove me in the Old Testament means test me to see if I'll do it. Amen. Nothing can stop us. Nothing can stop God for the way he thinks about you. Amen. He don't care how many rumors has been spread. Because people are going to spread rumors about you because you're you standing for him. Amen. 
He doesn't care how many things have been perpetuated about you by folk on a job, folk in the church, folk in the community. He don't care nothing about that. He does, God could care, watch this. God could care less about what's written about you downtown. Amen. Are you listening to me? I don't care about all those warrants and arrests and stuff like that. God is not concerned about that. What he's concerned about is that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. He reminds us in Isaiah 65, 24, he says, before you call, I'll answer. While you're still speaking, I'm listening to you. And one of my favorite verses, what I was going through, is Psalm 34, verse 17 to 19. He says, the righteous cry, and the Lord hears. You're probably saying to yourself, no, I'm not righteous. That's what God called you. He called you righteous. He called you his. He was the one that died for your very soul. You, according to him, are righteous. Well, my acts are not righteous. He didn't ask you about your acts. He said, you are righteous. He places upon you the righteousness of him own self. He places upon you the robe of his righteousness. Text goes on to say, the righteous cry, and the Lord heareth, and delivers them out of all their troubles. He says, the Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart, and save as such of a contrite spirit. But here is what's really my help right here. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord delivers him out of them all. You are righteous. You are worthy because Jesus died for you. And that last adage that we all know, Romans 8, 28. And we know that all things work together to the good of them that love the Lord, to those who are the called according to his purpose. Won't he do it? Yes, he will. But Jesus asked the question, shall the son of man find faith upon the earth when he returns? Well, there are three things that we learn here. The widow woman, the reason for her persistence is that she wanted justice. And guess what? She got it. Won't he do it? Yes, he will. The reward of her persistence the judge couldn't stand it no more. So he granted her request. Won't he do it? Yes, he will. How was her persistence rewarded? The Bible tells us in verse 8 as I close. Jesus says he will grant justice to us quickly. I love the old adage when it says he may not come when you want him. been listening to the Restoring Faith broadcast with Dr. Christopher Manuel. I pray that today's message made your trouble smaller, your hope greater, and your faith restored. You're invited to join me every first and third Saturday for divine worship service at 10 a.m. and on Tuesday night Bible study at 7 p.m. at the Maranatha Seventh-day Adventist Church located on 4517 South MacArthur Drive in Alexandria and at the Smyrna Seventh-day Adventist Church on every second and fourth Saturday for divine worship service at 11 a.m. and Wednesday night Bible study at 7 p.m. located on 916 Richmond Drive in Alexandria. Beloved, your gifts and love offerings can help keep this ministry on air. 
Send your correspondence to P.O. Box 3131, Pineville, Louisiana, 71361. And join us on every Tuesday and Thursday from 10 a.m. to 1015 a.m. on KAYT for the Restoring Faith broadcast. Be blessed. The Wade Hampton Show will be right back. Welcome to the Colfax Community Revival, bringing the power of God. March 13 through 15 at the Colfax Civic Center. Wednesday night, March 13th, Pastor Kendall Francois from the Hopewell Baptist Church. Thursday, March 14th, Pastor Michael Green from the Forensic Baptist Church. Friday, March 15th, Pastor Walter Williams from the Mount Pilgrim Rest Baptist Church. The Colfax Community Revival, March 13th through 15th at 7 p.m. each night. Don't you miss it at the Colfax Civic Center in Colfax. The Colfax Community Revival is another proud underwriting sponsor of KAYT, KQJOFM. Too much stuff and not enough space. Minimax Self Storage, located at 3700 Lee Street at Industrial, offers commercial and residential space, which includes individual door alarms, coded gate access, fenced and lighted for your safety, plus climate control or non-climate control, whatever you prefer. They're open seven days a week and can be reached at 449-8988. That's Minimax Self Storage on the corner of Lee Street and Industrial. Trey Huffman, owner of Minimax Storage, is a proud sponsor of KAYT. The time to heal our hearts, overcome our fears, and lead the victorious life that God intended for each of us is here. Now, the Coalition for Counseling and Family Services is a new behavioral health agency dedicated to encouraging children, individuals, couples, and families to love and understand that new mercies and hope start every day. If you or a loved one suffers from depression, anxiety, PTSD stress, anger, loneliness, issues of self-esteem, teen violence, obsessive compulsive disorder, antisocial personalities, parenting, and other family conflicts, then you need to contact the Coalition's licensed mental health professionals who address individuals in this area on a daily basis. For more information, 318-793-5974 or 1-844-748-5222 for a new beginning in your life. K-A-Y-T FM Broadcasting on the cutting edge of technology You can't stop, can't stop, can't stop, can't stop listening Nobody stopping the shot Try to break me, try to take me out But I got Jesus on my side So bad I thought of would die But ain't no one was wrong And then the one who came and laid down his life And I got long to survive But the enemy can't stop me Cause there's a calling on my life So when I'm crying, don't last too long Cause he gon' step in and make it alright 
one more thing I want to tell you. Listen to this. Although I've been wounded, although I've been wounded, and I've been scarred, I've been scarred. I never gave up. I never gave up. I trusted in God. I trusted in God. But through it all, but through it all, God blessed me. with 
me it. When you've done all you can, all you can do is just stand. That's right. And see the salvation of the Lord. The battle is not yours. For the weapon of our warfare are not carnal But the mighty true God For the pulling down of every stronghold This war is not physical Time to get spiritual Don't count me out He's not finished with me yet Don't count me out He's not finished with me yet He's began this good work He's faithful to complete it Eyes on Jesus There's no stopping Deliver me from everything holding me back Deliver me from every bad habit I've 